What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to the June 1st edition of the Fanboy MMA Podcast Daily Show, where I, Steve, talk about all of the news of the day in MMA, uh, Monday through Fridays. And on this episode, I will talk about the UFC Vegas card from this past Saturday um, that gave us some truly entertaining fights and finishes. Um, and quite possibly a new challenger to the belt. Also, John Jones, uh, the saga continues. Zabit is booked for August, but against whom? Marlon Marais makes a move and more. All right, so let's get on with... uh, the news of the day in MMA. Um, we'll, we will start out with this past weekend's card, um, UFC Vegas card at the UFC Apex in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. This was the first card of who knows how many um, that will be held at the UFC Apex. Uh, I guess it just depends on what the UFC has going on as far as uh, Fight Island. We don't know details. Dana White keeps saying that Fight Island's a go. Fight Island's getting built. It's almost ready. He just doesn't want to release anything until he can actually show us some visuals, some pictures of Fight Island. Um, He he keeps saying it's badass and it's it's gonna happen. It's, It's going to happen. So, I mean, honestly, I look forward to seeing uh, I look forward to seeing Fight Island, but also um, it's fucking awesome that full UFC cards are being uh, taking place at the UFC Apex. This is literally what the UFC Apex was built for um, for fights for live fights Uh, now we're getting due to due to circumstances that suck unfortunate circumstances the the pandemic but the UFC did build this Apex where it holds cards and they are in a 25 foot cage rather than the 30 foot normal 30 foot cage so there were finishes there are more finishes um, than usual because of a smaller cage Uh, we saw I think four the the first four the first four um, fights of the night uh, came via a stoppage which was awesome um this card really was good uh i'm gonna start from the bottom of the card rather than start with we'll work our way up to the to the main event um so chris gutierrez and vince morales uh it was a good fight ended in the second round um Gutierrez won by a lake via leg kicks, nasty leg kicks. Like 
he was just chopping Morales down with those with those kicks. Uh, Morales, I'd be surprised if he's even walking right now um, because of uh, how bad those leg kicks from Gutierrez were. He he was bruising right out of the gate. Um, Morales got his his legs were jacked up, and it was pretty cool though that. Gutierrez had that game plan and then he stuck with it through the second round. He was he was chopping Morales down from the from the jump, right? But Gutierrez went into the second round and did the same thing. He mixed it up, but then he went straight back to the leg kicks. And that's exactly how he finished the fight via leg kicks. It was a fantastic game plan for him. He stuck to it, and it paid off. Those leg kicks were fucking filthy. It was it was beautiful to watch, to be honest. We don't see people get finished via leg kicks like that. But it was great. It was awesome to see. Alright, so uh, the second fight of the night, Casey Kenny and Louis Molka. Um, Casey Kenny finished Smolka with a, a guillotine um, that was talk about leg kicks being nasty that guillotine was deep and it fucking put Smolka out it was a one arm guillotine choke fucking K- Casey Kenny is a badass that dude is coming in the 135 division Okay, so Brandon Royville, who, man, I should have put money on him. I didn't bet on this card. I knew I had. I knew I said it on the the Friday's edition of the the podcast of the Daily Show. I said Royville would win. Um, I knew that he would choke out Elliot. I said that as well. And sure enough, in the second round, he got him in an arm triangle choked his ass out uh Tim Elliott and Tim Elliott's not terrible on the ground it's just Brandon Royville is tough and Tim Elliott is prone to getting choked out so I mean I just saw I just saw it Royville was gonna choke Elliott out I should have put money on that fight I didn't um I'm kicking my ass because I think Royville was a pretty big dog but it's all right. Um, you know, you, as, if you're better, you sometimes you pull the trigger, sometimes you don't. I should have pulled the trigger. I didn't. It's all good. I'm just happy to see Brandon Royville win. Um, he was the L, he was the LFA flyweight champion. I think he's a beast. He is a uh, flyweight that is coming. Um, And what sucks is in his in his post fight interview, he like got emotional because he was gonna go back to work the next day. That's tough, man. That it's tough as a fighter. These these fighters put so much in to the fights, right? They put so much into the fights. But 
they have second jobs. MMA is like their first job, their first love, probably most likely for most of these fighters. MMA is their first love, right? Unless if you're CPA Miocic, then firefighting EMT, that's most likely his first love. But for most of these fighters, their first love is fighting, getting in that cage, fighting, training, um, the routine leading up to the fight, um, the routine even out of fight, out of competition. But when you hear a fighter say, get emotional and say that they have to go back to work the very next day after fighting, that's tough, man. So I'll go more into detail about fighter pay, what they made later on in the show. But Brandon Royville made $24,000 for that one fight. His UFC debut. 12000 to show, 12000 to win. So he made he made $24,000 in total. That's less, less than Tim Elliott who won who, or who lost the fight. 31000 who Royville beat. But that's also because Tim Elliott has been around for so long. And I'm surprised that Tim Elliott's making only $30, $31,000. That seems a, a bit low for him. Um, it... And you look at you look at the pay, and there are some that really stand out. I'll get to it later. There are some that stand out. Uh, shouldn't sh- these fighters should not be making these amounts? Some of these amounts that we see, and I'll talk about that more. But Brandon Royval is a is a beast. He's an up and comer. He's a he's one of my highly touted prospects. I should have put money on him. I didn't. I learned my lesson. Um, I'm going to put money on him no matter who he fights from now on until until uh, I feel like I shouldn't. Um, I think he will probably get a, a tougher um, a tougher opponent uh, soon. Um, his next fight out he's he seems like one of those dudes who just wants to fight he'll probably take another fight in a month or two a couple months uh depending on where the ufc goes with fight island and stuff like that but in his debut he beat the number 11 11th ranked flyweight in the ufc in his debut in his debut so I wouldn't be surprised if we see him fight a guy like, um, I don't know, J- Jordan Espinoza, maybe. Mark De La Rosa, maybe, even though he's ranked number 15. But he'll probably go up, and Royville will probably be ranked number 15, newly ranked. Um, so yeah, Brandon Royville's one to watch out for if, if you... If you don't already know who know about him, not much. Um, okay, so the next fight, Jamal Hill uh, beat Clayton Abreu. Um, another finish, first round finish, knee to the body, and then he went into the ground and pound. Uh, Jamal Hill is a monster at 205. He is a monster. I like this guy a lot. 
I really like him. I like his uh, personality. I like the way he fights. Um, I think he's going to be a star. I, I really do like Jamal Hill. I wish him the best of luck. Um, and I think that he'll probably, we'll probably see him soon. I mean, two minutes in the fight, he finished the fight. So now he's 8-0 in his MMA career. He doesn't even have 10 pro fights. Um, he's he's one to watch out for as well, as well. Okay, so Daniel Rodriguez and Gabe Green. Um, it was a banger. Uh, Green took some monster hits from Rodriguez. Should have went down, didn't. Um, he showed grit, but Daniel Rodriguez came out with the unanimous decision. Um, and then the co-main event of the night or the, co- the sorry not the co-main event of the night the main event of the preliminaries um Caitlin Chukasian just absolutely put a three round beating on Anto- Antonina Shevchenko I did not see this happening at all I thought that Shevchenko uh would use her Muay Thai um, and she did not do that at all I'm glad I did not bet on her I would have probably I would have lost clearly would have lost because Chukasian just put it on Antonina Shevchenko it was a three round ass whooping um, it was like Shev- it was like Chukasian wanted to get, get back at a Shevchenko so she just put it on um, Valentina's sister she beat her up like she was like she had an intent to get back in the cage with Antonina's sister she sent a message um I don't know if Caitlin Chikajian fights Valentina again I don't know if anything if it'll change the outcome like Valentina is so superior over everybody that she's fought um, I don't know if a second fight would be any different than the first fight, but Chikajian really looked good. She um, she was good on on her stand up. She was great on the ground. Uh, it's to be honest, it's a bummer that she didn't finish Shevchenko. She had ample opportunity to finish Shevchenko, um, but she didn't. But also, Shevchenko's tough. She's a tough fighter. So I'm not really surprised that Shevchenko didn't get finished. But man, Shikajian just... She put it on Antonina. She's ranked number two. um, In the flyweight division right now. We'll see what the rankings say later on today or tomorrow. Um... I just I, I don't see Chikajian going anywhere other than staying at number two. Just guys, number one. She has a fight later on in in, in this month against uh, uh, Cynthia Calvillo. That's a main event. Um, Joan Calderwood is ranked number three. She was supposed to originally fight Valentina Shevchenko, but things happened uh 
pandemic happened and then Shevchenko is also injured or was injured. I don't know if she is anymore, but I'm assuming she is still. Um, so Caitlin Chikasian is did say in her post fight interview that she wants to keep fighting, but also she wants she wants a baby. So I don't know. We'll see what the UFC does. We'll see what Caitlin Chikasian does. But she absolutely put it on Antonina Shevchenko. Okay, so the um, the first fight on the main card was Mackenzie Dern and Hannah Cyphers. Um, I would I originally picked Mackenzie Dern winning this fight. I thought her her jujitsu was far superior than Cyphers. I knew the Cyphers was strong and gritty. I just didn't think that she can handle the ground game that uh, Mackenzie Dern had, and she didn't. She could not handle it at all. But to be honest, not a lot of people at 115 can handle Mackenzie Dern's jujitsu. Um, that is that has never been the question with Mackenzie Dern. The question with Mackenzie Dern has always been either her striking or her weight, right? Not never her jujitsu game because she is superior at it. She has a um, a black belt. She and it's a legitimate black belt. Like she is a legit le- legit black belt jujitsu player. Um, She's a beast. Like, honestly, she's what a lot of uh, um, jiu-jitsu practitioners should should strive for, to be like Mackenzie Dern. Um, but man, she beat Cyphers in the first round by a knee bar. That was the UFC's first women's knee bar in history. So... Out of all the women's fights that we've seen in the UFC, that was the first knee bar by a woman. Congratulations to Mackenzie Dern for that. Um, She's a beast on the ground. She is a beast. And honestly, she looked good in the stand-up. She popped ciphers a few times. Of course, she needs to, to work on her... Her striking, I mean, that that's not going to come, you know, with one or two fights in the UFC. She's, still, she's now eight and one. She's only been in nine professional UFC fights. She's been in a lot of jiu-jitsu competitions. Mackenzie Dern is legit. She's still learning. She's still learning MMA. She's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter that turned into an MMA fighter. She is still learning the striking game. She looked fit. She looked great in this fight. Mackenzie Dern is is a beast. Um, will we see her ranked higher than what she already is? Uh, I don't know. Is she even ranked right now? I don't even think she's ranked. She is not ranked right now. So I would not be surprised if once the rankings come out that we see her 
ranked. Yeah, no, she's not ranked. Uh, Amanda Rebus is ranked number 15, who she lost to in her last fight. Um, Felice Herrig, Alexa Grasso. I could see Felice Herrig uh, being unranked and Mackenzie Dern going to 15, Rebus going to 14, possibly. Grasso, I mean, she's still climbing. Tisha Torres. We'll see what Cal- what happens with Calvillo because she's fighting her next fight at flyweight against Jessica I. So if Calvillo beats Jessica I, who, I, who's number ranked number one in the flyweight division, we could see Calvillo going getting being ranked in the flyweights. Oh, we'll see. But Mackenzie Dern should be ranked. I think I would think that Mackenzie Dern is ranked after this fight. Okay, so uh, the next fight was Roosevelt Roberts and Brock Weaver. There was a lot of uh, shit talking between these two. There was shit talking in the actual fight. Um, Roosevelt Roberts looked good. Uh, Brock Weaver didn't look good at all. Um, I don't know if... I don't know what's going on with Brock, but Roosevelt Roberts looked phenomenal. Uh, He beat Brock Weaver by a rear naked choke in the second round. So that was a good win for Roosevelt Roberts. Um, Billy Quarantillo beat Spike Carlisle in a unanimous decision. I did not have that happening. I would have bet on Spike Carlisle. I saw Spike Carlisle beating Cornteo. Um, when While I was watching the fight, I thought Spike won. Um, you know, I mean, these things happen. Now Spike is 9-2. Cornteo is 14-2. Billy is really good fighter though um spike will bounce back okay so the and what was weird with that fight was in the first round after the first round or yeah i think it was the first round spike just like turned his back against to quarantio and he could have got he could have got wrecked he could have got finished before the before the uh the bell even rang. I don't know what went through Spike's Spike's mind right there, but that was awkward and he could have got finished. Okay, so the co-main event was a heavyweight um, fight against with Augusto Sakai and Blagoy Ivanov. Um, Sakai won by a split decision. I had Ivanov winning that fight. Um, and Sakai ended up winning, but I did not see that happening. I I did not think that that was the the outcome of the fight. Um, I thought Sakai or Evenoff did enough to win. Sakai, remember when Evenoff? went for a takedown Sakai grabbed the fence to keep him up um, Daniel Cormier went a bit crazy because Sakai was 
clearly grabbing the fence to help keep him up rather than getting taken down. Um, that should have probably should have been a, a point deduction right off the bat. That did not happen, unfortunately. And unfortunately for Ivanov, he lost the fight. I think maybe, maybe he would have won the fight if there was a point deduction. I don't know. Who knows with these judges, though. Um, Sakai is ranked number 13 in the heavyweight rankings, and Ivanov was ranked number 12. They'll probably flip-flop. And on tomorrow's show, we'll talk more about the rankings. Okay, so the main event. Gilbert Burns beat Tyron Woodley uh, by a unanimous decision. This was five rounds of greatness from Gilbert Burns. He showed um, that he can be a champion in the UFC. Um, He beat a former champion who... Tyron Woodley, who I thought would do better than he did in this fight, he did not look like the old Tyron Woodley at all. Um, there was something off. He just didn't. He just didn't throw his punches. He didn't connect. When he did throw the punches, he didn't connect. Gilbert looked unfazed. Um, Gilbert Burns is a beast, man. Uh, do, do I think that he deserves a title fight? Maybe, maybe not. I think Leon Edwards might deserve a title fight over Gilbert Burns, but I wouldn't be mad if Gilbert Burns got the the title fight against his training partner, Cameron Usman, um, who he did call out, and it was a great call out, obviously. Uh, Burns wants that title fight. I just don't... I don't, I don't know. That's a really good division. Um, we'll see where... Burns is ranked after this fight. He was ranked number six. Uh, Tyron Lilly was clearly ranked number one. Um, Leon Edwards was, is ranked number four. There's also Jorge Masvidal, who I would actually like to see Cameron Usman fight, but Masvidal's talking about fighting numerous people, including another BMF fight against Nate Diaz, maybe Conor McGregor, maybe Colby Covington. Um, maybe Cameron Usman. We don't know. We'll see, I guess, with that. But I would like to see Gilbert Burns fight Cameron Usman eventually, whether it happens his next fight or not. We'll see. I think Leon Edwards is on an eight-fight win streak uh, in the UFC. He's ranked higher than Gilbert Burns. He's beaten uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, uh, Cowboy Cerrone, uh, Vicente Luque who's ranked number 13 he's beat a lot of people that are ranked a former champion a um, a fan favorite and a fucking hall of fame fighter in, in uh, Donald Cerrone so Leon Edwards really does have a good resume um, I think a lot to do with Gilbert Burns is it's recency bias I wouldn't be mad if he fought Cameron Usman. That's a really good fight. I would love to see uh, Usman's uh, wrestling against Gilbert Burns' phenomenal jiu-jitsu. I don't know. We'll see. I I really like that fight. 
but I really like Leon Edwards as well. And then I really like Jorge Masvidal to fight Usman as well. So we'll see what happens with Cameron Usman. Okay, so the fight pay, uh, Gilbert Burns got made 168000 84 to show, 84 to win. Uh, Tyron Woodley made 200000 but that's because he was a, a champion for so long. Uh, Augustus Sakai made 100000 50 to show, 50 to win. Ivanov made 60000 uh, Quarantillo made 24000 12 to show, 12 to win. While Spike Carlisle made 12000 Roosevelt Roberts made 46.4 thousand, 22 to show, 22 to win, and then he also he also received 20% of uh, Brock Weaver's purse because Brock Weaver missed weight. Uh, Brock Weaver only made 9.6 thousand, but that's also because of that 20% deduction for not making weight. Um, that's not a lot of money, folks. Again, this is where we come into the money talk. Spike Carlisle, Spike Carlisle, twelve thousand. Brock Weaver, uh, nine point six thousand. Even with the twenty percent, it would have been twelve thousand. Um, Mackenzie Dern, sixty-six thousand. Thirty-three to show, thirty-three to win. Hannah Cypress, twenty-five thousand. Caitlin Chikajian made a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Sixty to show and sixty to win. She has a good contract. Uh, Antonina Shevchenko made $35,000. So she also has a decent contract. Um, seeing that she, this was only her second fight in the UFC, making $35,000. Good contract. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez, $24,000. 12 to show, 12 to win. Gabriel Green, $12,000. Um, 12, those 12000s are not good. Uh, you got to think $12,000 for a fight they also have to pay their coaches their gyms um, and whoever else they have to pay Um, so they're not going to take home a lot of money those $12,000 wages Jamal Hill $24,000 12 to show 12 to win uh Abreu, Clidson, Abreu, $18,000, even though he lost. Uh, Brandon Royville made $24,000, $12,000 a show, twelve to win. So that was a, a good payday for him um, because he won. Uh, but again, he has to go to work. He had to go to work the next day. So that sucks, right? Tim Elliott, only $31,000, even though he's ranked he's been in the ufc for forever he has so many fights thirty-one thousand dollars. that seems a bit low doesn't it casey kenny fifty fifty four thousand dollars 27 to show 27 to win um louis smolka to forty eight thousand dollars chris gutierrez forty thousand dollars 20 show 20 to win and then vince morales twenty twenty thousand dollars thinking about it like the $20,000 are decent because the um, because the fighter will the fighter will be able to take home a little bit of money you know good money uh, for for one fight but when you look at the $12,000 the guys like Sprite Carlisle $12,000 that's tough man 
when you think about paying his coaches, paying his gym, paying any other any other kind of fees that he that these fighters have to pay. When you talk about fighter pay, that is really what people get pissed off about. We're not getting people aren't getting pissed off about um, about Tyron Woodley's pay two hundred thousand dollars. People aren't getting pissed off about uh, Gilbert Burns 168 84 to show. People are getting pissed off about the undercard, the undercard fighters. And Spike Carlisle was on the main card, still making twelve thousand dollars. That's like opening fight pay. You think about it, everybody. Everybody below him, other than Gabriel Green, made 12, and Daniel Rodriguez, and then of course Brandon Rival, made twelve th- more than $12,000. And Spike Carlisle was right before the co-main event of the night. Quarantillo and Spike Carlisle, they were before the co-main event of the night. That fighter pay is something that's got to happen with that. Okay, so um, John Jones and uh, uh, Chuck Liddell. John Jones um, took to the streets. Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico last night. He was caught on camera. Um, he was bettering his community uh, during the, the protests and riots. Um, he's he protected his city by taking by going up to 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 dudes with spray paint cans. Um, he didn't yell at them. He just walked up and told them give him give him the cans. Um, one did it right away. One was hesitant, uh, and he he just didn't. He he just said, "Give me the can, give me the cans," and that's it. He didn't threaten them one bit. But I mean, John Jones is a big guy, right? I'm sure the people in Albuquerque know exactly who he is. But still, John Jones is out there, man. Good for him for doing that. Yes, John Jones has been in the news for a bunch of things in the past. Um, he does good for the community when he's not doing bad. It's weird with him, with this guy. Like, you want to love him, but it's so hard. It's so hard to love him because he does stupid shit sometimes. But I respect him as a fighter. Um, I'm in the middle as a person. He does great things like this. Uh donating to food banks during the virus uh you know he he's he does things for the community that he lives in but then he also acts like an idiot like dwis so you take you get what you get with john jones i guess um and then the other one was ufc hall of famer and former champion chuck liddell uh he was caught on camera um, stopping people from fighting at protests in, Hun- in Huntington Beach, California, um, down by LA area. So Santa Barbara, LA area. Um, 
So these are a couple of fighters using their using their their um, not being scared and not giving a fuck what other people are doing. They they would obviously mix it up with somebody if it came down to it, but they weren't gonna they weren't gonna do that, right? I mean. Chuck Liddell's not going to throw a punch at one of these people that he's stopping fight from fighting. He's there to keep the peace. And good for Chuck Liddell. Good for John Jones. Respect to them for this. Okay, so speaking of John Jones, um, man, it just does not stop with this guy, does it? Uh, as far as... Um, as far as him going at it with... The UFC and with Dana White. So he took to Twitter and he laid into the UFC and he laid into Dana White over the weekend. Uh, remember he over last week he called out the UFC for for fighter for um for paying about pay uh dana white said that he's asking for too much and now john jones is saying you don't even know i didn't even give a number so this is john jones The reporter asked Dana to show the text messages. Instead, he gives a 55-second response talking about why I would lie. Why would I lie? This is about Dana White saying that uh, John Jones asks, asked for Deontay Wilder money, which is like 20 to $30 million or something like that. John Jones. At no point did I ever demand anything from you, Dana. I simply asked for a super fight and asked to be compensated for it. You are the one who started talking negotiations publicly and showing the world how much you've been withholding from your athletes this whole time, which is absolutely fucking true. They are not paying these athletes what they should be paid. When you look at overall athlete pay, when it comes to Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, NHL, anything uh nascar went especially because of con uh, especially because of their sponsorships uh these athletes are these fighters are not paid what they should be paid john jones just brought it out to light put them on blast actually uh hunter and i had a very respectful conversation i love how you're trying to paint this picture of me being some angry guy disrespectfully demanding money and then bringing up my out of the cage affairs to justify underpaying me by tens of millions for years. So yeah, I don't think that John Jones, his, what he's done outside of the cage should matter. He's bringing in money. People want to see him fight. He might not bank 1 million, 1 million like Conor McGregor over a million, but he does bring in 800,000 views. And honestly, people want to see John Jones fight at heavyweight. People want to see John Jones fight Francis Ngannou now that they've done their back and forth. 
you're talking all that big stuff, all that big guy stuff about not caring. Put your money where your mouth is and release me from that contract. So now John Jones has asked for a fucking release from his UFC contract. He wants to go and get paid somewhere else. He was asked, wouldn't by a somebody on Twitter, he wouldn't you have the text too though? There are no text. So John Jones is saying there aren't any texts. Uh, another reply to it. A Twitter follower, get into boxing, John. You will definitely get paid what you deserve. I'd probably make more in my first boxing match than my next three UFC fights combined. There's real estate acting, just kicking it and being a dad. No one needs to put up with Dana's lies. So again, uh, boxers, high level boxers do make millions of dollars. Deontay Wilder made like 20 to 30 million dollars. He's been in boxing for a long time. But John Jones would bring a lot of money, I think. Conor McGregor clearly did bring a lot of money. Um, but that was also against Floyd Mayweather, one of the best boxers in the world ever. Uh, John Jones, who who would he fight? I don't know. If he went to boxing, who knows? Um, and then John Jones said... Reyes versus Jan for the UFC light heavyweight championship of the world. As of right now, I got nothing to really gain fighting either of them. Let me know if you guys want to set up a day in 2021 for that Izzy fight. Hopefully, you guys will be willing to pay by then. So, he's saying, he's basically saying he's relinquishing his belt. Fuck it. Put Reyes and Jan in there for that fight. I'll fight Israel Adesanya in 2021. Fuck it. At this point. So, John Jones is just, he's done. He's, he's done with with the back and forth with, Day, with Dana White. And I mean, can we really fucking blame this guy at this point? Can we blame him? I can't. Fuck it. Okay, so Marlon Moraes tells Dominic Cruz... Oh, by the way, this would be a massive mistake by the UFC if they let him go. John Jones go to another another uh, promotion. It would be fucking wild. Okay, so Marlon Marais tells Dominic Cruz, let's fight, pick a day, let's go. Marais is the number one bantamweight. Cruz is the number 11 ranked band- bantamweight. It's a good fight. Cruz is former champion. Marlon Marais needs a fight because he's, he got passed up. Um, I dig that fight. I love it. Zabit, Megan... Mansurpov said that he has a fight in August, but against who? Hope, to me, hopefully it's Yara Rodriguez. I want to see that fight. I really want to see that fight. They've been talking about it forever now. I want to see that fight, and I'm positive that y'all do too. Okay, so in what seems to be a bigger deal than when it has been made out to be, Dana White knew that Jacare Souza had been in contact with someone who had the coronavirus prior to his fight being canceled. Canceled. This is what the president of the United of the UFC said on the situation when asked why the fight wasn't canceled sooner. Because I didn't want to. It's my show. I'll do what I want to do. I didn't want to. I wanted to wait for the test to come in. 
This is just an alpha attitude to have. Everyone knows who he is and what he does. We know that he's the president of the United of the UFC. We know that. But also everyone knows that he doesn't fucking care. And that he, he just wants dudes to bang. And his followers, his little minions, you know, the people that stick up for him on social media and stuff, they just want to see dudes bang, bro. That's what they want. They don't give a fuck about anything else. So who they don't care who Dana White is as a person. A dude who that just wants to flex and say shit like, because I want to. Okay? Because I want to. Yeah, well, I want to do a lot of things I shouldn't do because immorally they're wrong. But go ahead and get your flex on and maybe it'll make your little chub a little bit bigger than what it already fucking is. All right, so another Marlin called out Dominic Cruz. This time it's Marlon Vera. Actually, Cheeto Vera made this call out a couple weeks ago. So he was first. He was before Marlon Marias. Um, but he's still at it, saying we are like two or three rankings apart. He's coming off a loss. I'm coming off a loss. I feel that's the perfect fight to make right now. I like that fight. Um, I would rather see Marlon Reyes and Dominic Cruz fight, but Cheeto is very adamant. He wants a big name like Dominic Cruz. I don't blame him one bit. Okay, it has been reported that a handful of fighters still have yet to be paid by a South Korean MMA promotion. The promotion is Battlefield FC, and some of the fighters are Brian Caraway, Will Brooks, Gleason Tebow, Wagner Prado, and Vanessa Mello. So Tebow was supposed to be paid $50,000, Brooks $30,000 to fight each other, and Mello 5K. I don't know what Caraway was supposed to be paid, but the card took place on July 27th of last year, and they still have yet to be paid. The apparently the um, the promotions website is taken down. They're not going to get paid. This fucking sucks. It's happened many of times before. Um, these fighters get asked to pay, get asked to fight. They they fight and then they don't get paid. It's bullshit. I really wish that MMA would stop doing this shit to these fighters. Now. Just last week, Brian Caraway said that he can't. He set up a GoFundMe asking for money to help for his mother's uh, funeral expenses. If he would have got paid, maybe he would have had fucking money to help with with his mother's funeral expenses. This is straight up fucking bullshit. Okay, so fight announcement season is back. Um, this is the second week of fight announcement season. We only have a few fights, but it was revealed during the UFC Vegas event that a heavyweight banger will headline the June 20th card. Number three ranked heavyweight Curtis Blades will fight number seven Alexander Volkov. That's a fucking fight. I think that Blades probably pulls it out. I like Blades a lot. Uh, Volkov's a beast, though. He can take Blades hits. I'm here for that fight for sure. I love that fight. Okay, so ACA will return. Uh, ACA 107 is on July 24th. Rashid Magomedov versus Edward Edward uh, Bortanian. Um, that's a really good fight. Uh, 
I expect that to be a banger, quite honestly. And then UFC event, a UFC event on August 1st. So now they're making, the UFC's making um, fights all the way out to August 1st now. So we have June, July, and now August. This is the first fight for this card. Middleweights, uh, Marcus Perez versus Eric Spicely. Um, Marcus Perez is the former LFA middleweight champion. Spicely was in the UFC prior, and then he got cut, I believe, and now he's back. This should be a really good fight. But to note, August 1st, they're making fights for August cards now. So we'll look forward to more cards come or more fights coming up for that card and then for the July cards, which are probably on Fight Island, I would assume. Okay, so that is it for today's Fanboy MMA Podcast Daily Show. Um, I hope y'all are safe, sane, healthy. Um, I want to thank you all for taking the time with me. Uh, a little bit of t- little bit of time your time out each and every day i truly do appreciate it um thank you so so much Uh, i hope you guys stay safe shit's crazy out there uh depending on where you are in this in the united states and all over the world thank you so much um stay safe stay stay healthy stay sane peace y'all